0: Ratch and snooze. Oh Shekylis Townsend was cruelly betrayed. He'd been seeing Samantha Joseph for just six weeks, but she was also in another relationship. When that boy found out she was too timing him, he dumped her. She would do anything to get him back and agreed to set up Shekylis for a beating. Are you going to see him? How slicey face if it is open. Layla. You okay? Do you wanna kiss me? You're gonna set him up for us? And make that phone call,
1: yeah?
0: No. No. An independent British film based on true events called Honey Trap has just been released at selected cinemas and already has received a four-star review from The Guardian. It tells a 15-year-old Layla, who sets up the boy in love with her, to be killed. Not for the faint-hearted perhaps, but a powerful film with powerful performances from a mainly young cast. We spoke to Paul Joseph, the associate producer. How did you get involved in Honey Trap?
1: I got involved in Honey Trap through the producer Sarah Sulik, who used to be a tutor of mine when I was studying for my MA in screenwriting and producing, and... She's been involved in Honey Trap for just over three years. Uh, The writer-director, Rebecca Johnson, sent the script to her a few years ago and then it all went on from there.
0: Tell us a little bit about the film. It's quite a harrowing one, quite a challenging film.
1: It's a film about gang culture from a female perspective, which is is quite rarely seen for for a British film. The basic premise is about a girl who sets up a guy who's in love with her to be killed. But it's a lot more complex than that. Um, It really looks about how young people get involved in gangs gang violence and particularly how uh, girls and women have to find their place in that kind of world and the things that they have to do um, and the kind of pressures they're under it's very much a character piece it's got a fantastic lead performance from Jessica Sula who's a actress who's previously in Skins yes um, yes indeed it's very rare to have a film where the the main character is a 15-year-old girl and she's in every every single scene um, so she, Jessica carries a massive weight on her shoulders throughout the film and does a fantastic job.
0: I've heard this very layered performance So, and, and what I've seen from the trailers and stuff.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, she, well she has to go from being the point of a, a very kind of naive, innocent girl who's just arrived in, in London from having been living in Trinidad for ten years. She joins her mother in London. Yeah, she's, she, she comes back to her mum um, in London. Look at you. All grown. You're in here. I'll let you get sorted. Thanks, Mom. Hey, we'll get used to each other. Her mum uh, has her own issues going on and maybe isn't isn't the maternal figure that, that um, Layla the lead character needs at that time you know it's just about how Layla has to find some sort of sense of belonging and the crowd she falls in and she, she she very quickly becomes a sort of a player in this kind of game that that's going on and she you know the things that she has to do for love the things that she has to do to impress people
0: you think you're too good for this don't you you probably think you're be like Beyonce or something, don't you? Oh, Leila, wake up! or life is gonna slap you down. I'm telling you.
1: Um, and the pressures people put under, and and the way that people take advantage of her, really, is she's both the innocent, naive girl right through to the, you know, the the, the, the honey trap itself, which is um, the, the girl who does does ultimately commits a a crime. But uh, and this is this is a base. Reason. This is based on a true story. Yeah. Um, it's inspired by a true story of of a girl in South London who set up a, a guy to be attacked by another group of guys um I it, think I remember hearing about that, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was, it was in the press. And I mean, I think the interesting thing about this is everyone everyone remembers the girl and the fact that it was a girl that did this and, um, you know, how a, a female in a situation will very quickly become demonised when actually, although she had her significant part, she played in it, the headlines are about the girl, not the actual guys who committed the crime. But, you know, that, that was a tragic case, a real-life case, and um, it was seen as a kind of departure point for this piece. So kind of looking at how how a girl like that could have got into the situation that she got into, mm. but looking at a, a fictional set of circumstances for Honey Trap.
0: Do you feel it's a natural successor to Noel Clarke's *Kidulthood*? I think, you know, it, it, it fits really well in the in the British urban film
1: genre. I think um, looking at films like that, what this film offers is, is a, a female perspective, which isn't, isn't often seen in these films, and certainly isn't... Um, um, these films don't look at... Uh, a female perspective as as from from the perspective of the main character, it offers something new in that in that genre really.
0: So let's talk about the cast again. You mentioned Jessica Sula, of course, who was in Skins, Love and Marriage. Um, Naomi Ryan, uh, let, let's go through them to talk about their previous, as it were. Na- Naomi's um, she, I mean she
1: she's a fantastic actress and she's done various different roles in TV over the years. Um and you know she was compared to a, a very young cast mm-hmm. She was playing the, the mother character in it, so she was someone who brought a lot more experience to the role.
0: I mean, obviously, the, the, a lot of this is new talent. It, it's, yeah. it's very much uh, singing out uh, yeah. what the UK has to offer in, yeah. in, the, in the film industry. I mean,
1: we've got three three fantastic young leads. We've got Jessica Sula, Lucian Laviskan, and um, Tonga Mwanza. They're all really young people. They made the film two years ago. And, yeah, they're definitely cutting-edge British talent. Jessica is currently filming the lead for a new ABC family drama in the States called Recovery Road. Fantastic. Um, so, you know, that's really great. And Lucian is is in the States as well filming Scream Queens, which is the new Fox show um, from Ryan Murphy. So lots of young
0: people in this film who are all going to be very big names. Destined for them. big yeah. success. Excellent stuff. Um, talk of the, the harrowing side of this film. Obviously, there's a murder that's committed. I mean, do we have light as well as shade in it? Is it a film that can be enjoyed by... A general audience? You know, it,
1: it, it, the, the film follows the story of a 15 year old girl and some, and some of the things she, she goes through and some of the challenges she faces and making friendships. So, you know, she does getting with a group of, uh, of kids at school and there is a sort of joyfulness and playfulness as she starts to become a bit more experienced in the world and, and build up a gang of fa- fans and friends and kind of f- find herself. So it's not all dark, but things do turn dark. My chinny princess.
0: A princess. <laughs> I want to be something. You can do part of my plans really? so obviously it's allowing for new talent um, you know both sides of the camera and also low budget I guess we seem to do better with that it requires more imagination and uh, stronger scripts etc um, t- let's talk about the, the funding of it how was that all put together the writers director Rebecca Johnson she's been
1: making uh, short films in Brixton with with young people for several years now and this and and her last uh, short film Top Girl got won lots of awards and um, really got her a name. And then this this film was a kind of extension of that, where she kind of was was ready to move on to feature film. And the the finance for it came from various different sources. Um, uh, being a producer of independent film in in the UK now, you have to be very resourceful to to get a film made. Um, we ran a crowdfunding campaign. Um, we actually ended up running two crowdfunding campaigns. One which bought which got us um, financed pre production and then and um, one that got some more completion funding once the film had been shot. Various grants and um, different trusts funded the project. We did some work on the film with um, young people where we trained and mentored um, lots of young people from the Brixton area um, in filmmaking. So we did get some funding for that. The producer, Sarah, she sold, pre-sold the film to our distributor, Anchor Bay, and then it was various other parts of private finance and different things like that, um, and the, the BFI some money forward as well so it's lots of different things put together but still a very very low budget film i mean when you look at the i mean i I won't talk figures but compared to other films that would present themselves as being independent films and are it but it's a very very low budget film and i think we've done a really good job on of of making it look much higher value than it is um part of that is the the massive goodwill towards rebecca for the the work she's done working with young people in film in, in um in brixton over the years, um, we had a lot of support from the local community in terms of different locations to film. Uh, so, really, there was a lot of value added to the production by the experience, and also lots of great people, you know, doing it because under circumstances they probably wouldn't normally work under, but because they really liked the script, yeah. they could really see Rebecca's vision, and they could really see it was a project worth getting behind. And you know, when when it now gets to the point like last week, where we're getting four stars um, in the Guardian in our review, from absolutely, Bradshaw,
0: then you know you can see that they, they've made a good bet with that really so clearly a lot of love in the room do you see further opportunities for films like this do you, do you think this might ignite you know more imaginative or, or you know urban scripts and uh, things that, that we're better at in the UK very sort of underdog films I would say um,
1: I mean I think you know I think it's definitely paving the way for character-led drama yeah. and um, films by female writer directors um, who are really underrepresented so I definitely think um, young people and um, female writer directors would very inspired by the work Rebecca's done and hopefully, you know, go out and do
0: their own work because of it. So, so, what's your general sort of view of the the UK film industry then, and the lack of funding, and the fact that uh, a certain political party have just got in? <laughs> what's your what's your take on it, and your view on the future? I think I think you know
1: the the UK has a good film industry in terms of um, money put into filming here that happens. You know, there's there's lots of productions that get made in the UK, giving lots of work to to British filmmakers. However. For sort of British creatives starting off, it can always be very difficult. It's a very crowded market. Um and if you've not got a known name, whether that be in terms of writing, directing um, or or the talent in front of the character it can be very hard to, to raise funds and, mm-hmm. and you know the knock on effect of, of anything is there's cuts everywhere, people do, don't have as much money as they did so that's both in terms of public funding and in terms of private funding as well, it's, it's, it's a lot harder, which takes a really resourceful producer, so someone like yes. Sarah Sulik who made um, Honey Trap you do, do really need that approach now mm-hmm. to kind of look at the bigger picture and look at the different ways that you can source funding for a film.
0: Well there's Sounds like the pre-production was like a well-oiled machine before you'd even started filming. That yeah. clearly had to happen in, in order for everything to run reasonably smoothly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. With these things, it's always getting the finance in place, and obviously making sure you've got enough funding to get you through the shoots. And then at times you don't necessarily then have finance afterwards to complete it. So you know the, the the kind of work in terms of raising revenue for the film was happening well after the the shooting period.
0: What, what would you say to people who are listening to this and would love to get involved in filmmaking, have a passion, but they they are a little bit directionless in terms of you know how do I physically get on it? Uh, where would they go to look?
1: It really depends what they're interested in. If they're the more creative side, you know, obviously I'd always encourage people you know to start making their own films, writing their own films. You know, you can you can do work now and you can come kind of make it and um, make short films on on small small budgets. People make for, for, make films on their phones and that kind of thing now. And um, people want to get into production, obviously, you know, creative skill set, places like that. You know, there are lots of schemes to get to get people on on them. And then you can't really beat work experience, really, kind of, you know, approaching people in the, in the industry, seeing if you can get some advice, see if you can get some tips and see if you can kind of do some work on some different productions.
0: So what's your next project then?
1: Good question. I'm still... Um, uh, working with Sarah, the producer, she's working on on several other films at the moment. Um, there's a film of hers, Time of Their Lives, uh, which is going to be starring Joan Collins and Pauline Collins, which should be wow, fantastic! Yeah. It's a it's a, um, a female road trip uh, movie. It's kind of like a Thelma and Louise for a slightly older generation, and that's being put together now, and that should be going before the cameras, kind of um, uh, late summer, early autumn time. So that sounds still, absolutely. We've still got so much more work to do on Honey Trap, really, because although it's done, it's it's doing well in the UK. We've got a release here we've got a DVD release on the 25th of May. We're still um working on where it's going to go globally so we're doing lots of applications for different film festivals. Um we we got into the London Film Festival, we got into South by Southwest Film Festival. So it's now trying to get into more territories and get get the film out there really so that's an ongoing thing.
0: I mean it isn't the case for if you just strike gold with the right script, the right energy, a lot of love in the room, it it can go global. And then you've got a, a massive success on your hands um, for like a, a fraction of a cost that you would for one of these Hollywood blockbusters. It's I, happened before.
1: Yeah, and that, that would be amazing. Um, um, it does sometimes take a leap of faith from someone at some point. And, you know, um, when you're when you're selling a film to different territories, they're always looking at the box office and the money that they can make from it. But the, the great thing is the, the better this film does here, then the more the more that shows how well it can do overseas. And obviously, particularly the fact that we've got um, two of the leads who are filming big shows in the States at the moment means that hopefully it will get more recognition there further down the line. Where are they actually screening this, uh, Paul? Presumably oh. cinemas up and down the country? Or? Yeah, so we are opening week at the moment and uh, the screenings are in London. We're at the um, Hackney Picture House, Stratford Picture House, Ritzy, Peckinplex, Rich Mix, so various cinemas across across London. Um, and then we've got some more out of London screenings coming up in the next month. So we've got a screening in Brighton. We're not. We don't have much booked in across the UK at the moment, and we're going to have, be having our DVD release on the twenty fifth of May. So in two weeks' time, so those people who aren't in London probably better catching it on DVD. But um, of course, we'd love
0: to have more screenings outside the, outside of London as well. And who knows if if uh, the whole thing goes global, we we might have another release. Yeah, definitely, that'd be great. Two final questions. One, what was a red carpet event like, or your, your your opening premiere, or where was it? Because I did read um, a little bit on Facebook. We actually didn't have a a premiere as such. Or a, how about a red mat? Oh. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably our first our first public screening was at the London Film Festival last uh, October, which was fantastic. And and what was great about that was it was hosted at the Ritzy Cinema in Brixton, which obviously for a film that was. Shot entirely in Brixton. That was that. That was that perfect. Was great, perfect great to have that there. So, and we had our cast and crew screening before that as well. And so that was really great to get together with people who've been involved. And then, yeah, just going to various screenings since then. So, um, but a lot of really champagne.
0: Be- <laughs> very finally on this, um, you have a one minute sell for Honey Trap. So, what do you want to say? Starting now. Okay, so I'd say Honey Trap is
1: um, a very original piece. It's it's from a very exciting female writer-director Rebecca Johnson. It's her first feature and it tells a very captivating, very interesting, very moving story that's entirely from a female perspective, a rarely seen female female perspective on, on gang culture in the UK. Um, it's a very good character piece which features a fantastic lead performance from Jessica Sula, a young actress who we're going to be seeing big things from. So I suggest people catch it as soon as they can and um, they will they will be very moved by it. It's a very powerful film. Well, Joseph, thanks a lot. Thank you.